The family of Regis Korchinski Paquette is putting their interview with police watchdog uh, on hold after a leak by sources um, to Sam Pisano from the Toronto Star led to that uh, story that we were talking to Sam about yesterday. Uh, the uh, Special Investigations Unit says it wrote to the Toronto Police Service calling for immediate steps to prevent leaks. Leaks of this nature, I'm giving you a quote here, detract from the public's confidence and the family's confidence in the integrity of the SIU investigation. It's imperative that the public have confidence in the SIU's investigations. To talk about this, I want to bring on Mike McCormick, president of the Toronto Police Association. And joining Mike on the line is the Toronto Police Association legal counsel, Peter Brody. Welcome to the show, fellas. Good to have you on. Thanks for having me. Okay, so how does this source undermine the SIU uh, investigation? I think that's a great question. I I don't really see how it undermines the investigation uh, in any way. Uh, we understand the uh, issues around confidentiality and, and making sure that witnesses are, uh, you know, there's no sort of uh, um, way of contaminating witnesses and witness statements uh, around that. But, uh, you know, I can let Peter talk to this a little bit more. He's our counsel that deals with SIU. But, Peter, unless you see something of how it would impact the investigation. I, I don't see any way um, that it impacted the investigation or could impact the investigation. I mean, we're, we're not orderly. Um, we understand that. But at the end of the day, what people fail to understand, including the counsel for the family, is that all the officers have already gone in and been interviewed, even though some of them uh, had no obligation to do so. So the die is cast as far as the information. All we're waiting for is a report. Well, uh, you know, it, what I just, my, my intro said that public opinion may have something to do with this. It could sway public opinion, but public opinion couldn't sway an SIU investigation, presumably. No, I, I was shocked to hear the lawyer for the family on the radio the other day saying that SIU notoriously um, covers things up. Well, I, I, I'd like to know what cover-up he's talking about, because in the 25 years I've been doing this, I haven't, I haven't seen it. And, and really... Um, what, what's going on is a narrative was created at the beginning going as far as um, that Regis was pushed off the balcony or thrown off the balcony. And I have no doubt that the Toronto Sun story was written to correct what was the false narrative. How seriously, Mike, does the police association take unauthorized release of information to the media? I, I mean, we take that very seriously, obviously. Um, and again, you know, with what Peter's saying, to echo what Peter's saying, with the context of what's going on, you know, this is not only that there is a uh, there was a narrative going out there that was inflammatory, that painted, you know, whether it was on social media or mainstream uh, main, mainstream media, where we have uh, you know allegations of officers pushing somebody off a balcony, and then you have that with the backdrop of what's going on in the states. And then people associating those two events and say these are the same when it couldn't be more different. And the risk to public safety, to officer safety, uh, all kinds of re- community relationships. And there's a but Mike, by, by you saying that it couldn't be more different, um, isn't that giving us some information? No, well, you know, whether... It's giving you information. I'm not giving you any details or anything, but it couldn't be more different. Let the facts come out. There has been no evidence or no facts that have been presented to us 
that suggest that the officers have, and what I'm saying that is by looking at this objectively, what facts are there that people are jumping to the conclusion that officers were on the balcony and that this unfortunate and tragic accident um, was the fault of the police? There's been no... Trump, so, well, the, Trump police are releasing a... They're releasing a professional standards investigation into the possible leaking of information. Can you just help us understand what um, this would entail and what are the possible repercussions if it was a member of the force who leaked information pertaining to an SIU investigation? Like what could happen to an officer that decides to go against the chief and, and what is a uh, procedure, standard procedure, and, and tell the media uh, details that pertain to a case that's pretty much not meant to be shared right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can. Yeah, I can jump yeah. in on that one. I, I, I mean, ultimately, if you leak information as a police officer, you're subject to discipline, and the penalties could be anything from a, a reprimand to loss of pay to loss of rank to dismissal. Uh, ultimately, if 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 the leak is serious enough and damaging enough, dismissal is a possibility. So, you, you know, it's not taken lightly by the police service by any stretch. Okay, so uh, Police Chief Mark Sanders, Saunders, rather, last Friday, he held this press conference. And it was unusual because normally when an SIU investigation happens, uh, your your chief doesn't hold uh, any press conference regarding it. And I understand why he did with what's going on in the States. He wanted to make sure, as you said, there was, you know, some narrative out there that may have uh, led to people, uh, you know, even before this investigation has begun, to believe something that may not be factual. So there was an imperative uh, for, the, for the police chief to make sure everybody was on the same page. If there is a police leak after he said that um, officers are legally prohibited from sharing details, if there's a police leak, does this show that there's a lack of respect or confidence within the leadership of the force? Or just could this be someone going home? telling their partner about something and their partner doing the leaking for them. Like, it, it could be, it could be either, right? We, we, we don't know, but the one thing that I do know about this situation is because we started with a false narrative on the parts of some people where we, where we have ended up at the end of the day is in a situation that could be extremely volatile because people are equating this with what occurred in the U S and that's why Chief Saunders took the, the um, unusual step of holding the press conference. And that's, that's quite frankly why we're on this show. is mm-hmm. Because we're, we're in a situation that's potentially dangerous and volatile based on a false narrative. And what, what Chief is trying to do and what we're trying to do is correct the narrative and avoid things like this. I want to ask you, uh, Mike, about something else here. According to Global News, an online petition is demanding that Toronto police wear body cameras. It's gaining momentum in Toronto. And this is, of course, in an effort to hold um, officers accountable while on the job. I think a lot of officers would be in in favor of being able to show uh, what's going on while they're on the job, you know, via body cam. Uh, the petition's goal is 75,000 signatories. And as of Wednesday afternoon, it was around 57 thousand what are your thoughts on body cams and your members thoughts on body cameras so this has been a discussion that's been going on for years and actually we had uh, piloted body cameras in toronto we had a committee struck that was doing that looking at different technologies looking at uh for uh for instance information storage we've been through the pilots we've got everything approved um so it's uh, the petition really is meaningless in the sense that 
this is already a uh, baked. It's already done. Uh, the lapel cameras have been approved, and it's with the police service board right now to get the budget and to make sure that they pick the right vendor, and that's what we're waiting for. The association, and, and Peter can tell you this as well, in many of our inquests, uh, we've had in, in-car cameras uh, footage, which has been used at inquest, which has corroborated our, our uh, officers' uh, accounts of things. So we've seen that, that is very useful. Um, there's a cost-benefit analysis around that. And so this is already moving forward. We're just waiting for uh, the police service actually to pick the vendor. And, you know, we're hearing a lot about police forces. Sorry, uh, did you want to add something to that, Peter? No, I, I, I was just going to say, um, you know, Mike and the association has been pro-body cams for a long time. What we're fighting against is budgetary constraints. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, it, had, there, had there been body cams in this case, we might not be having this stuff. Exactly. If there were body cams in this case, you'd still presumably have an SIU investigation. It would just, would it wrap up a lot quicker if it was cut and dry uh, with, uh, you know, the officers leaving their car and going directly, you know, hitting go as soon as they get out of their car and not turning off until, um, you know, they have finished their day's work? You know, I, I get, again, I think from uh, from our saying, uh, presumably so, and this is something that, that Peter, uh, you know, can again jump in on. We have, as the association, for many, many years advocated, like this is part of the frustration we have, Kelly, is that where there's a void of information, people will f- fill that information in. So we have been advocating to the government, to the SAU, to release information in a more timely manner to prevent this sort of assumption and false narratives that come out during many investigations and so that's been a, a huge issue with us. We need, we agree with the public, uh, politicians, police, all agree that information needs to come out in a timely way. Whether or not that would have an impact on the investigation, Pete, I'd have to get you to weigh in on that. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, there's always going to be an SIAU investigation where there's been bodily harm or, or death. And so that's mandatory. But can we get these things done quicker? Remembering that in an SIU, sometimes it takes over a year to get a report. I understand the SIU is expediting this particular case, but it still means that the SIU report's not going to come out for over a month. And unfortunately, in this particular case, a month is too long. That's the one thing I will agree with um, regarding the, the lawyer for the family is we need answers now. But again, that's it. We're, we're so are you saying so this this lawyer is presumably holding up the SIU's investigation when uh, it's it should be expedited as quickly as possible for the sake of, of the community and not only the community, but community relations with the Toronto Police Force, which is still in the midst of transformation and modernization. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and now I've, 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 you know, I listened to the lawyer the other day on the radio saying he may not bring the family in. I, don't, I can't even understand that. I mean, uh, don't we want um, a, a full investigation with all the information possible? How does not bringing the family in assist anybody in any way? Mike, I want to just turn our, our conversation for a second while we wrap up here uh, to something that's going on in the States. I mean, uh, you may have heard Obama yesterday. I thought it was a really inspiring town hall. Um, he was talking about how it has to get regional and how the change has to come um, in police forces. Uh, the conversation in the States has placed some of the focus on police unions. Do you feel there's something that the association could do better to fight against systemic racism? 
Well, again, you know, it, this is, I hate to be so cliche, but it takes a village. Police are just one part of the equation. Police, community, uh, unions, we're all need to be at the table. We all need to be involved in these discussions and moving everything forward. And like as in my career in policing, I, I spent a, a bulk of my career in Regent Park working with the community. And I've been a huge advocate of community-based policing. And police are the community. We are the people that we serve. So I think that it's really important to have those discussions. And yes, unions need to be part of those discussions and look at what we are doing and what we are providing in the policing culture. So I'd say that unions are, it's imperative that unions are part of the discussion and fixing this problem. But, you know, the big thing that we have is that in the United States, we have thousands of different services as opposed to Canada. We are very different, but we also look at the issues down there, and there are some commonality within that. For sure. But racism is racism, Mike. And and if there are, you know, elements of that within any police force, it has to be weeded out. And you have to make sure that the union takes a a big stand against people that have had, you know, continuous complaints. And I'm not saying that there are people within the ranks. I have no idea that have had continuous complaints. But when you look to the extreme case of what went down in the States, that police officer that knelt on George Floyd's neck had something like 17 complaints against him. That's the point in time where as as a person, I look at it and say, wait a minute, how can the union back this guy after so many complaints? You've got to at some point say, you know what, let's go to court. We're going to back well, away from you. Well, it's not a question of backing away, but everybody, whether it's, look, police officers are put in a very difficult position of going out there and doing the job each and every day. And we have in Toronto, for instance, are one of the most regulated. And, and again, Peter, probably the most regulated profession. And rightfully so. We have a yeah, for sure. We're out there doing that. We get that. But there's also something called due process, and we stand by that. If an officer is accused of something, go through the process and let the process determine. We shouldn't just defer to whether trial by social media or our media in general, our public opinion. There is a process to be followed, and we stand by that process. All right. I'm going to leave it at that, gentlemen. Uh, have yourself a, a safe afternoon, and I thank you for coming on and talking about this. Thank you. Thank you.